Welcome back to the Water Boys Podcast. It's Justin Ehrenberg. And this is Grant Harrison, both Holland College Journalism students. Today, uh, later in the show, we're going to have the Pilon twins, Drake and Darian, come on the show. They're going to talk to us about their OHL experience with the Sudbury Wolves. And then they went to uh, Wild Training Camp, Minnesota Wild Training Camp. Yep. And then now they're with uh, the EPI Panthers men hockey, men's hockey team. Sorry. And they're just going to talk a little bit about their stories about junior and what the Minnesota Wild Training or Development Camp was like for them. And yeah, how their season's going. Yeah, they've also been, uh, you know, they wrapped up the first half of their season real well. They're on a three-game win streak. Three-game win streak, yeah. They just beat uh, UMB, which uh, for anyone yeah. that listens that doesn't know who that is, they've won four of the five last national championships. Um, oh, yeah. They've absolutely been killing it these last, you know, six years worth of hockey. Yeah, so it's quite interesting to hear them speak and... We'll sure you guys will love it. Um, but moving on for today, uh, we'll have a ad read a little bit later. But this episode's brought to you by Lug, Lug Sports. And we'd like to thank them for partnering with us on this podcast. Now, getting into the sports. Wide, wide world sports, Jetty. Big, big day in sports yesterday. Yeah. We had... Uh, Last regular season of the NFL. Yeah, and what an ending. Tiegate. Yeah, yeah. Tiegate would have been would have been a massive, massive conspiracy theory. But also we had Clay Thompson's return to the NBA after over two years of absence with a ACL injury yeah. back in the twenty nineteen NBA finals against the Toronto Raptors. Um, and then in hockey we have the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, I know they just lost, and but they were on a 10-game win streak, and they're looking like they could go on another cup run here, and they're looking yeah, pretty dangerous. Sure. And the scary part is they don't even have Malkin yet. So where would you like to start? Uh, let's go to the NFL. Definitely like to talk about that overtime game with the Raiders, you know. Being able to, you know, watch that game, it was definitely tense. And you even mentioned before the game started, what if both teams just, you know, go out there and punt? Yeah, because literally, um, looking before the game, if both teams were to tie, they both would have made it into the playoffs last night. And Steelers would have been out, yeah. And the Steelers would have been out. So, myself included, and I'm sure a lot of people out there thought, why don't the Raiders and Chargers just punt or kneel the whole game and just die? Because then you're both in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of NFL fans would have... Had an uproar last night. Oh yeah! If that would have happened, but unfortunately, it did not happen. Um, although it was interesting, it was an exciting game. And it was. Yeah. Steelers fans better be counting their lucky ducks today because it did go to overtime, and it was a, it was close to becoming a tie. It was. It really was. You saw. Uh, who was that talking to? Uh, player. So I didn't know who who it was, but it was Eckler. Just, yeah. Uh, the running back of the Chargers. After the game, the Raiders player, I forgot the name of the Raiders player, that's my bad, um, walked up to the uh, Austin Eckler. And Austin Eckler's reaction to what he said kind of seemed like 
they were the Raiders were planning to kneel on this final possession of the game or final like their final drive, and the Chargers head coach decided to call a timeout. And from what I understand, it pissed the Raiders off, and they decided they're going for the win. Um, Drew or sorry, Derek Carr after the game was quoted for for saying, and I'll I'll pull it up here. Yeah, there was obviously some speculation on that TV clip there, but uh, you know, as a NFL fan and anyone who watches the game, you can see that you know there would have been an absolute riot if yeah. that game was a planned tie. And yeah, to go back to what Derek Carr said. He said, um, after the Chargers head coach had called that final timeout, it definitely changed the mindset of what they were planning on doing for that final drive. Um, it kind of made them mad. Yeah, so who knows what that game plan was before that timeout, but, you know, always interesting. We could, you know, sit here and speculate all day, but, uh, you know, let's move on to NBA there, you know. No, that's... I wanted to stay with NFL for just a couple okay, let's seconds. let's go. Let's go, yeah. <laughs> San Fran wins their way into the playoffs as well. Yeah. I really thought Rams were going to win that one. They were down 17-3 to at halftime. We were watching the game. Yep. And to be honest, for some reason in my stomach, I thought the 49ers were coming back. I didn't know exactly how they were going to do it, but I thought they were playing really good football. They just weren't getting anything through. And then... The momentum just swung their way in the third yeah. quarter. Yeah. Right after halftime, you could see the Rams just had the wind knocked out of them almost. They, you know, couldn't, they couldn't get yeah. anything going, it seemed like. Yeah, no. You know, you'd think at SoFi Stadium, with all that money they threw into that building, you know, they'd get that home field advantage, come back out firing, but they were looking like the Chiefs being a one-half team. Yeah, for sure. And it was honestly scary for 49ers fans yesterday because – Oh, yeah. They lost. They needed New Orleans to lose as well, and New Orleans dominated their game for most of the game and ended up winning. Um, but they they proved that they could show out with the Rams, and I think the 49ers are going to be a scary team for yeah. uh, Dallas. Definitely some deja vu from a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So NFL matchups for Wild Card Weekend are going to be Number two seed, um, Tampa Bay versus Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, three is in the NFC, sorry. Uh, Dallas Cowboys versus the 49ers. And the four versus five is going to be the LA Rams and Arizona Cardinals. So exciting matchups there. On the AFC side, we got um, Kansas City. Kansas City hosting the Bills, or sorry, the, the Steelers. My bad, my bad. Some are calling it the TikTok Bowl, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we have the Bills hosting my Patriots. Um, we don't want to talk about why they're hosting the Patriots because they absolutely just laid a goose egg yesterday against the Miami Dolphins. But Yeah, a little repeat of the Miami miracle there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it is what it is. We're going to come in there. We're going to destroy the Bills. Mark my words. And then we also have uh, Cincy versus... Um, Raiders. Raiders. So you think uh, Cincy's uh, winning the game on 
Is it Sunday? I think oh yeah, yeah Sunday. you know, coming off of that Chiefs win uh, week beforehand, it's it's a confidence boost, and you know, you take that big of a win and that tight of a game, that lights a fire under you going into the next week and going into the wild card playoffs. Okay, Not but, then, but then you got the Raiders who just came off a win winner winner go home situation. Yeah, they, they're the fighting for that one now. And no offense to the Raiders organization, I just don't think they can handle Joe Burrow, and I don't think they have the defense to stop him. I do agree with Joe Burrow, but I think that the Raiders' defense is better than the Bengals' defense. I will give them that. Okay, but can Derek Carr really compete with Bengals' defense then? Does he have Tom two good receivers? No, he does, not have, that, he does not have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd out there no, running, yeah. running routes for him. That's what Joe Burrow has, and that's why he's a top-five quarterback. And that's why he's going to win. He might win. <laughs> he might win. But I do think that defense is going to be diff- difficult for Joe Burrow. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a shootout. But And know. is there any other playoff games that you want to highlight? That uh, Cardinals-Rams. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, I, yeah, on the NFC side, I think that's your standout one, I think. I feel like the Tampa Bay-Philadelphia game, it's going to be a Tampa Bay by two touchdowns, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, at least. And then for who else? It's, it's Dallas and San Fran. And, it's Dallas and San Fran. Yeah. And L.A. and Arizona. Those two games, I think, are going to be some of the best games in the wild card weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'm obviously looking forward to my Chiefs. You're looking forward to your Pats. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, I'm giving it to you, but I think we can both pull it out. I don't know. We'll have to see. Well, I'm at least putting money on my hometown. I'm putting money on my hometown. (laughs) Well, not my hometown, but my my favorite team. Yeah. The the Pats are pulling it out. We're not losing to the Bills twice in one season. Not happening. Just saying it right now. Moving Uh, on to NBA action. Uh Clay Thompson came back, uh, played 20 minutes, had 17 points. Not too bad. Not too bad for yeah. not being on the court for two two and a half years, yeah. probably. Obviously, he's yeah, a professional. You know, he's been putting in the work, putting in the hours. It's about drive. It's about power. You know, but you know, he stays hungry. He devours. <laughs> I don't even know where you got that from. I never heard that before. But yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think he'll have a good little swan song. I, I can't see him staying around, you know, too much longer, but this is a good comeback for him, and it's going to be interesting to see how he takes that fire into... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't think he's going to be around for too much longer? What do you mean by that? It's hard to play in a, you know, modern league with a two-year vacation. We're talking about a top 75 NBA player of all time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you don't think he's going to be around much longer? Weak knees. Weak knees. That'll get you. There's a reason he sat out for two years. He could have came back last year. And he got injured yeah. again yeah. last year because they rushed him back. You never but know. he was supposed to come back mid-November. Then they pushed it back to Christmas. And then they pushed it back to yesterday, January 9th. To make sure that yeah. the risk of injury is little to none. Yeah. So I trust the Warriors' health and training staff or... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I trust them more than, you know, my brain because my health, knowledge and from health comes from. What know. was, I think they're 30 and 9 now, but they were 29 and 9 without them. Like, Warriors are in title contention. 
for oh, sure. Yeah, it's definitely not a team to worry about if you're from a Warriors fan base, but... It's happy to see Clay back, just as an it NBA is. fan. Yeah. It, just as a sports fan, yeah. you know, that's a big name in seeing him come back. It's like back when Sidney Crosby had that, you know, long stay from being coming out. Yeah. Exactly, and to transition into that, we now Pens. have the Pens in hockey that look like they're on a tear, and Sidney Crosby's about to get his fourth Stanley Cup, um, and they're not even doing it with Malkin. Yeah, he's got a long road to go to get there, to that cup, but, uh, you know, it, it looks very promising. Jerry's playing unreal. Yep. Um, I saw a stat the other day. Um, it wasn't nothing big or anything, you know. Just uh, through the first three games of a new year, the most points ever, um, I think it was Wayne Gretzky had 14 uh, Mario Lemieux had 12, and Brian Russ had 11. Wow. He, for his a... last, he had five points and then three and another three in uh, the last three games, not including the Dallas game that they just lost. I know that they just lost one, but he was on an absolute tear to start the new year. Yeah. And they're getting support from players that, you didn't think they were going to get support from, like, Evan Rodriguez. Um, he's he's played unreal. I think he has, like, 26 points or 28 points in, like, 32 games. Um, they're a team to look out for, I think. The Panthers are looking really good still. I, I slept on them in October, I'm not going to lie. Really? Yep. You know, it, Panthers just don't have a history of, you know, carrying that into the late season. So it's going to be interesting to see how they carry it into, you know, January, February. But, you know, they're off to a wicked start. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting to see the Flames, to be honest. Flames, um, they've looked good all year, except for they've had three and a half weeks to a month of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot they can't of get rid of it. And yeah. it's, it's killed them. In terms of playing, they haven't been playing. They just recently started playing. And it's it's going to be interesting to see how it actually works for them. Because are they going to be able to utilize those games that they haven't played yet that other teams have um, and pass those teams in the standings? I don't know. And I do think they need a top six forward still. Yeah. I do think they need to add that at the trade deadline. Now, off ice on the NHL, did you see that uh, that story that broke from the Kraken about the fan who uh, informed the Vancouver trainer? Yeah, about I the, did. Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty heartwarming story, oh, yeah. actually. Saved his, saved his life. Yeah, to uh, borrow a phrase from my mother, a hallmark moment indeed. Yeah, <laughs> that, was a, that was a tearjerker. Yeah. But... but uh, Anyway, yeah, that, um, that's the news from around the league. Yeah, and right before we send you to the Pilon Pilon interview, uh, we have an ad from Lug. Yeah, as we said, this episode is brought to you by Lug. Lug, keep the dream alive. It's a simple statement that means so much to the thousands of players in the Lug and all over Canada and the U.S. Lug was originally started as a way for students to have the opportunity to play more sports and activities with their friends. After getting to campus as a first-year freshman, finding out what extracurricular activities are available, especially with sports, can be tough. 
That's where Lug comes in. From our original roots, Lug is a competitive and fun campus league with multiple divisions representing 50 plus college cities and over 7,500 players across North America. With our strong community and focus on both on ice, on the field, and on diamond, as well as off ice, off field, and off diamond experiences, Lug is the only ticket our students and alumni need for their sport and social needs. Thank you for tuning in, and now we present to you the Pilon Twins. So today uh, on the podcast, episode two of the Water Boys, uh, we have two twins. Uh, they're from Ontario. They're they played together their whole lives. Uh, Darian and Drake. Um, give a round of applause for yourselves, boys. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> poetry snaps there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so jump right in. You guys played for the Sudbury Wolves uh, in the O for four years, I think. I believe. Um, can you guys just give us a brief rundown of how that was, uh, what it was like, I mean, how Junior was, where did, I didn't get to check out where you guys got drafted exactly. Were you guys drafted together? Did someone have to trade for one of you? We didn't get drafted. You guys yeah, didn't get no. drafted? Okay. No. Yeah, yeah actually, we, uh, we got picked up. We were we were playing in this Junior League before. Uh, it was an outlaw league. It was an old OHL coach from our hometown was coaching the team. We thought we'd develop well there. And we played there first season, then we went to our local hometown uh, junior A team. And then after that, that's when we went to the Wolves uh, from there. Well, we went after the first year that junior team and went to trial for them. Mm -hmm. And the next year after that is when we went and actually joined the Wolves. Okay. Hey, your hometown's even known for some NHLers themselves. Saw St. Marie, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got some uh, good NHLers that came from there. Uh, yeah, definitely. Even the ones that just played the Hounds. Um, yeah, we got Stevenson, Denny Lambert, yeah. Aaron Gaby, too. Right now, there's like Colin Miller. Yeah, Colin yeah, Miller, Colin Miller that's right. Yeah. Saw him pop up on a list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pierce. Red Philly's out there, too. There's a bunch of good... Yeah, it's known for its, uh, for its hockey players, for sure, more than any is, sport. Is there one hometown guy you guys look up to more than the other, or, you know, just kind of mm. self-motivated? <laughs> Pretty well self-motivated kind of thing. Like, we just, good. we just didn't really think anybody really played like us, like, back home or anything. Like, we always had the mentality that nobody was going to outwork us, so yeah. it's kind of like... Just how it's gone, so we don't. We look up to people as like how they hold themselves off the ice and what they do on the ice. We respect, but it's like I just I do a different job than what they do. So, for me, I'm just wondering, were you guys? So was it built like you guys were meant to be? I guess fighters. I guess the way you would say, uh, or did you guys kind of develop that role, like the toughness role? Or were you guys? You know, this villain, I guess um, the villain the whole way through. I don't know, like, just as kids, like, we kind of, like, I don't know, like, when you were growing up, there was no body contact, obviously, but, like, when I was, at, when I was, I think it was nine, it was hitting, it was, like, body contact, because about before they started moving the ages up, and it was, we were in Adam, and then, like, we'd, like, hit pretty hard then, too, and then, like, they went all the way through up, and, like, we were the same kind of thing the whole way through, so... I don't know, it was just kind of expected, like it was, like it came on, like if if you're going to hit somebody, like pretty well, like if you're going to hurt somebody kind of thing, like somebody's going to come and hurt you, so if you're not ready for it, you're going to get really bad, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll get into the, go ahead, sorry. 
Uh, it was always kind of like a fearless kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. it was just like we were we would do what other people wouldn't because they had like a, a tendency in their head like oh me and hurt. We just wouldn't have that. It was just like we had a different thought. It just wouldn't like, we wouldn't be afraid of it. We would do it, and we just learned that from a young age that we were doing it better and a lot faster than other people. Is it is it also to do uh, just sticking up for your teammates whenever it's possible, right? Yeah, that that also comes along with it. Like once you like. It was like developing into it, kind of like how you said. It was like we would always do like the the gutsy thing, like the, the type of play other people wouldn't want to do, and then it developed into okay, like I know I'm strong, I know I'm this, I'm fearless, it's like a pretty good combo for that. And then you start doing, it and you realize you're actually pretty decent at it, and then that's how it ends so up. So would you say that kind of helped you guys get to the L? And for sure, like yeah, just 100%. the tenacity and how we played was just it stood out from how other people play because we would just go out there and hit everybody four tech hard, just play how we've been described as old time, like old school hockey players. Like a lot of people that we talked to, like scouts and stuff that would talk to us after the game or something like that, would be like, Hey, you guys play like old school solid hockey, it's like it's mm-hmm. fun, it's exciting to see. Kind of thing. You can also put the puck in the bread, right? Uh, you both put, in the 2017-18 season, you both scored a shorthanded goal against Kitchener. Uh, describe that game, you know, after putting in the second. Did you did you realize what you had done, you know? Well, yeah, I was, uh, well, he just scored pretty pretty nice goal rate, like, wasn't great for that. It was in the first period, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the first, yeah. And then uh, Kitchener was a really good team that year. They were really stacked up. And we were just on the PK, and I ended up taking a one-timer right off the hand. Like, it just blew my entire hand out of my glove. Like, <laughs> my, my hand was actually like, sticking out of my glove. Played into it. Couldn't feel it at all. Like, I was skating on the ice, pretty much just my palm on my stick, because I couldn't even feel my hand. And I ended up making the move. Puck went too far, because I couldn't adjust my bottom hand at all. I couldn't move it. Yeah. And then I just had to reach for it, pulled it to my legs, and just kind of flipped it with my bottom hand. Yeah. And just yeah. trickled in and I was fired up. Yeah. Can't even lie. It was pretty funny, you know, seeing the commentators, you know, see that delay as well. Because they were like, puts it on net and he scores! You know, it was just hilarious to just see that, like, little delay. And even, like, you were just right on top of it. You were the only one out there, like, Kane after he scored the Stanley Cup winner. Just yeah. <laughs> one man going solo, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead? Uh, yeah, so, you know, you had mentioned before you played with Doug, right? Yeah. They're at when he went from Kishner to the Wolves in your guys' last year, right? Uh, describe playing with him, you know, former competitors and then on the same team. Uh, I don't think I ever really got to play against Dougie. I'm not sure if he got injured. I think he had a couple... Oh, shoulder surgeries. Yeah. Okay, had, yeah, that's right. He had a couple surgeries while he was in the L, and then he got traded to us, and we played with him for, I think it was, was it two years or one? It might have been a year and a half. Mm-hmm. A and... Ago. Yeah, he was uh, he was known for his stick that he had. He uh, he had this blade on his stick. It was called a little burge. It was the maximum blade length. So whatever Dougie would be saying. height. Yeah, max blade length and max blade height. So the ice in Sudbury gets real choppy. Dougie would be yeah. skating on the ice, stick stick on the puck, you'd be able to see it. Just a little, he'd always just come back to the back of the bench. You know Dougie. Yeah. He just. The LeBurge, man. <laughs> they just collect snow. It just collects it. Yeah, no, a lot of used in Sudbury. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Dougie's a great player. He's uh, always about, always we'd be talking about development. Always. Just, oh, yeah. oh, we're always in the house. We walk around. Dude, what are we doing to get better? 
Tim Turk. <laughs> he'd been watching Tim Turk videos in his in his like room if he wasn't like sitting there like thinking about shooting or he'd sit, be sitting there in the, like in the kitchen like going around and be like wham wham. Always always watching hockey videos trying to get better. He used to buy he bought all these uh, like passers that like you pass against them and they come back or like even like they stuff oh, with the like rubber band the rebounders yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff to like pass over and like a little stick handle tray or two to like like a like a triangle to attack and stuff like that. And it was all piled up in our house. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it was hilarious. So was there ever a fight like in the in the oh that you guys were either scared to do? Like you were like, Oh shit, like I'm really gonna have to fight this guy or was there any moment where like, you guys like just just felt like it was right, like it was your most exciting fight or your most memorable fight. Um, I wasn't really scared to ever to for any of them. Really, it was just more of like if you know you're going in there with someone, it's just a mutual respect level, then it's got to be. Then it's just the other point where it's like it's either you or him at that moment. And, but for me, probably my most memorable fight would be my hometown. I uh, it was probably not my best fight. Probably he probably honestly wasn't even trying to fight me. It was just probably the fact that it was my hometown. <laughs> And with the instigation rule, if the guy, if you hit someone, if you blow someone up, like hit them hard, and someone follows you, and they're like cross-checking you and trying to fight you or whatever, and you fight them, and they get a oh, two, five, cool, and a ten. So they get, we get a power play, I only get a five, and they get 17 minutes. So our coach would always be like, Corey Stillman, he just, hey, if they're coming at you after you hit someone hard, like drop the gloves, automatic power play. We'll take it all night. So uh, right in front of their bench, I just blew this one kid up. Kind of felt bad. I thought I figured out he was a rookie at the end, like after the game. Blew him up. <laughs> I'm just skating down. I don't even, was it the buzz? Was it buzzer? Or whistle went? Whistle went, I think it was. And uh, I just see this guy, and he just is, was right in front of me. He's zero, too. Yeah, he was right in front of me. He just cross decked me, and I just immediately auto shed it and just standard punching him. And I caught him with one, and I dropped it, and I went, oh, man. And then I watched the video after, and I'm not even sure if he actually tried to push out the fight. But <laughs> yeah. we got the was that your first taste of it, though? Uh, no, that was probably... No, no, that, was, that, was, that, that was the last year. year so yeah. like, he was kind of like itching for it, too. He's okay. like, oh, yeah. I want to win the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. like, he he picked the wrong opponent that night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Hold on, Darren. Just go ahead. Darren was sitting there for like the entire career. He's like, I want to fight at home so bad. I want to fight at home so bad. And then it's just this, this little 17-year-old European guy from Czech. It's his first game in the league. Comes down. He hits somebody and they chase him down the ice. And it's like, oh, no. Kind of thing. <laughs> Welcome to Canada. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you guys took on the role really well. I have here, uh, in your last season with the Wolves, you two combined for 228 penalty minutes. So does doing the YMCA dance in the penalty box only add to the fun of spending 3.8 hours in one? <laughs> uh, that one was actually, that was funny. Cause it started on the bench. Uh, me and this one guy that got traded mm-hmm. uh, later in the year. But uh, we were just, it was like stoppage in play. We were just on the bench and people were behind the bench filming. And we were just doing like this little nonchalant, like not a big deal kind of thing. We were sitting on the bench, just doing it like right there. And then uh, there was this big brawl against uh, Barry. Uh, Michael Pizzetta plays for the Canadians and just pounded on a guy. Uh, I think Yak was in there. We had a bunch of big boys out here. Like we were, we were a heavy, heavy team. And uh, they put it on. Like the after the big whole scrum, they throw everybody in the box and stuff. They pick, kick people all. Like it's right at the end of the game, uh, and they put on the YMCA. 
Yeah, I just started bobbing my head like I'm like this. And our coach just taps me on the back of the head and he goes, you want to go dance? I need someone to go serve the box. And I go, really? You want me to fire him up? He goes, you two idiots. Go fire him up. <laughs> All right. And I told Drake, I was like, hey, when it goes, bam, bam, bam. We turn around, we're going nuts. It's like right at the end of the game, it was like five seconds. I didn't matter. We did it. Everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. Our owner. Loved it. Yeah, our GM wasn't too happy. But he's like, you, we can't be having that, boy. It's a lack of professionalism. This and like, well, this isn't what we need. And our owner comes in. He's like, this is just what we need. This is the new era of the Subway. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you guys definitely drew some attention from it, and uh, obviously the Wild caught your. You guys caught the Wild's eye. So uh, describe, you know, training camp with them. And, and how did you guys even get invited? Like, how did they reach out to like a coach of yours or like? Do you guys have agents at that time, or like? What well, guys- we have an agent right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. It was kind of like it. It was a pretty un- unreal experience. Like the first time around was kind of like a little bit better, just because we got like the all three camps instead of just like like the two. Because development camp, it was so much fun. Kind of thing. It's like two weeks. Kind of like it. It doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. Hockey, just kind of like you're there. You're getting paid to like be on vacation, kind of thing. You're doing hockey, like learning, working learning out. from the best. Yeah, and it was cool. like two, it was like you got paid a couple thousand bucks to just go down mm-hmm. to Minnesota and just play hockey for a couple weeks, and then I don't know. Traverse City is kind of like it's fun, but it's more like painful and agonizing more than anything because like you're playing five games in like six days and it's you're like dead and like you just finished practicing for a week and like doing fitness testing with the team. And then, you know, like, uh, right after that, like, you're jumping on the plane and you go right back and, like, the next day, like, main camp starts. And, like, you're back in the assault, like, doing testing again. So, for you guys, like, what was what was the key for you guys, what you guys thought would help you guys stand out there? Uh, we knew that if we don't do what we do best, there's no chance that we're going to do anything there or anywhere. Like, if I try and be, like... If I try to play like Patrick Kane, I'm going to be the worst Patrick Kane that there is. But if I try to play like me, I'll probably be the best me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's different guys that do different things. Like, guys score, there's guys that score goals. There's guys that don't get scored on. And you got, uh, like, other guys, like, role players that know their role. Like, uh, you got your playmakers, your snipers, mm-hmm. your grinders. And they all know the role. And that's what, like, a championship team is kind of built around. Like, a bunch of guys that just know the role and they'll be overreaching into other stretches but that they don't need to kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, making that transition, you guys got a good look against uh, Blackhawks. I don't know if you got any other exhibition games, but were the coaches giving you pats on the back and, you know, saying, go do this, do this for us, or was it just kind of a, let's see what you got, let's see what you bring to the table? Uh, was there any guidance? The first couple games, uh, there was no real guidance. It was just like they would just put us out there. Uh, they would, every time we came back, they would have like a little bit of advice. A little feedback. Yeah, but I, I don't even I don't really remember the Chicago game, but the one that sticks out the most is probably the New York game. They put uh, me, Drake, and our lineman with Sam Bitten for both camps, actually. Islanders or uh, Rangers? Sam was in the first one. Yeah, he was. Not for Travis City. But he, uh, was, he was for the second Travis For the City. second one uh, against New York. But, uh, uh, New York Rangers? Yeah, the Rangers. Rangers, okay. Yeah. We, uh, we were playing against that top line. They came up to us before the game. And they're like, we want, we want yeah. you guys to shut these guys down. Like, we heard you guys shut down. And Junior, like, a lot, like, took shut these guys down. And we ended up doing, like, really well on them. Like, the only, they, they ended up getting a bunch of points, but the only I points. Kicked out. Yeah, Junior ended up getting kicked out. <laughs> How'd you get kicked out? 
I, know, I think is he there right now? I don't, can't remember if he's there right now or if he's in, or if he's over in the Russia now. Like I think it's Kravstov. Is he there? I'm not sure. That crap, the Kravstov guy was coming down the or like it was him or one. It wasn't Kaka. It was Whoever it was, was one of the new Russian one of the new Russian picks. That was like a good like first like three rounds, and he kind of came down. And he kind of like did like a delay backwards, and he turned. And, like, I kind of, like, knew he was going to turn, so I didn't care, really. I just kept being, like, I knew it. So I was coming down, and I was, like, when he turns, he's dead kind of thing. And he, and he did exactly what he thought, and yeah. I steamrolled him. But, like, so he you saw went, that ear hole, you just drove into him. Yeah. yeah. And he went, like, neck first into the boards, but, like, his visor ended up, like, cutting him like this kind of thing. But, like, yeah. I don't know. It's just a shitty thing. Like, they didn't it just looked ugly as all. Yeah, really. the refs yeah. said they're like, "This is a prospects tournament. We got a guy with like a, a visor yeah. cut right across his face." And I was like, "Fair enough." Like, got one of those Doctor Evil scars in it. Yeah, <laughs> <Already> <laughs> inside, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, again, like at the camp, like uh, first, like how, did, like you guys didn't really touch on it, but how did they reach out to you and like invite oh, you to oh, the camp? Yeah. Uh. So we had was. It, so our first year to camp, like that we got invited to camp, our agent first reached out to us that uh, that like off season, so that summer before, mm-hmm. and then is this it, is this your draft year, like uh, the year after the year after, the year after, after. Okay. yeah. So he reached out to us, and then it so it's Royce Horse Group, and uh, with that, like you have different levels of agency. So like when we're working with like when we're playing the OHL we, we have like our local OHL yeah like our mm-hmm. local representative that would come see us like come come like see how we're doing and stuff and then we went, went up when we went up to uh, Traverse City and Minnesota and stuff we even talked with like the main agent which is Al Roy yeah. so him and actually a friend we got back home we played in the NHL Denny Lambert was always like a big representative of us was talking to Andrew Burnett and talking to some of their friends and stuff like that and saying like these guys got like like these guys got a chance and then Andrew Burnett started watching us through Sudbury and really liked really liked how we played and uh, yeah started talking to our agent. So I'd just take it back a little bit, but uh, it might be a little bit off topic. Uh, so were you guys supposed to, like were you guys gonna be a late round pick in the NHL draft? Did they ever like were you guys ever scouted like that way? Uh, not not really. Like we were. So on Sudbury, we were like more of like a, we were a bottom, like a bottomless like rack kind of team at that time. We were built mm-hmm. like we were building. They're still kind of they got good. They're still kind of building. I wouldn't uh, say that. Just I just say honestly, like when we were our first, it was our first year in the NHL in the draft year, like that same year. It was kind of like we were like us with probably five or six more rookies for fours because they had four picks in the first and second round. Like mm-hmm. for Sudbury, and they were all forwards. Like, um, and so like we were kind of going against all them for picks and in spots. And then we had the two thousands too, because they were rookies. And then it was just kind of like we had the number two overall pick and all that stuff. And it was kind of like just kind of like get ice time kind of thing. So yeah. it wasn't really much of like, like are we like scouting hockey kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. So like that was like when we made the name of like kind of like ourselves and like established ourselves. And we kind of like made the name play hockey leader kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like we did the running around, the like the talking, and then yeah, so. we did all that stuff. And then we kind of settled in. And I think that's when like that stuff kind of came. But I think it's more like we didn't really contribute offensively. Like we were, we were with like Pizzetta that first year, okay. and it was dump the puck in, don't get scored on, kill people, and everybody loves the. See that top line on that team. Do not let them score. You guys don't get scored on tonight. That's all that matters. That's what yeah. I would say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so, you know, walking into a new locker room is, it can either be intimidating, fun, you know, whatever for a hockey player, right? I've tried out for a few junior teams myself, you know, obviously didn't make it because I got a spare tire, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, does being twins help that, you know, walking into a new locker room, or was it more intimidating to walk into an NHL compared to an OHL locker room? Or? Uh, going into the OHL locker room, it was definitely intimidating. Uh, the junior team we played for back home, we knew so many people on our team that it was just like, just walking like, like walking out Basically the just going in with your midget team. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then going to the OHL, like literally didn't know anybody. So yeah, definitely having like having a roommate probably was the biggest thing. Like if I was alone going through that like process, like not even having a roommate just being in my room, I think I would have had like a different experience. I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Yeah. Like me and Drake being with each other really allowed like a lot of open and freedom. Cause then you don't really have to like look for your click like right away. You kind of just we have each like we have each other right away. Mm-hmm. We don't have to start looking for someone to yeah. do something with or like who am I gonna be friends with? Do I pick this guy? Do I pick this guy? Yeah. It's like it's like no, I we always just done it all together. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You, you guys have been passing with each other since he came out of the womb, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so going forward, like after Minnesota, where'd you guys go? And did, was it the year or summer after where you guys committed to UPI or uh, was it? It was it was that summer it was our second tryout that summer right we committed yeah it was like kind of like technically August but like it was more or less like July kind of thing mm-hmm. but like it was more we were, we were talking about it the whole time kind of like it was pretty well either UMB or UPI and for throughout the whole what made you guys sign with it was UPI pre- or commit to UPI? pretty much just like the roots that like like just the people we already knew like that like that comfortability kind of thing like because I have a buddy over in Acadia right now, and he's does he doesn't like how it is because he doesn't really know anybody he and like he walked into a team and like he's trying to make like friends and like that and like he doesn't know anybody about it, where like we're us we knew Owen Hedrick because we grew up with him like since we were kids like we went to school together we did everything together, like Troy Lajeunesse Doug we played with like we both played in Sudbury. Calmax, some of which we knew of coming, but like we like we knew we were all the same age. We played against each other. We were living together, kind of thing. And then it was also like more like four we t- talked to us about it, and Owen kind of hyping it up and like that we were gonna live together and all that. And then it was kind of hard not to, cause realistically, like we like it's the same hockey, like it's the league kind of thing, and then even we went to Arcadia kind of thing. Like it's more or less like. We knew like, there was easier transition for us here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just made it easier on yourself yeah. looking at AUS schools. You know, yeah. if you went out west, it'd be a different story for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's also uh, it also feels good to beat the team instead of joining it. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. You know that's why a lot of us kind of like Max. I know Max. He says a lot. Like a lot of guys. Like a lot of guys pride themselves. Like like Max. He does it because a lot of what happened. Not, not what happened, but a lot of the way his team was in the mm-hmm. OHL. How he played for Erie. And him and uh, Erie in London used to just go at it, and I like to. Th- I think he thinks of like us is like Erie right now, and UNB is like London kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. And he really like he does not want to join a team like London. Like he doesn't want to go be like a bandwagon and just yeah. go be like, yeah. hey, if I want to win a cha- national championship, you know, they got all these banners. He's like, no, like I want to put a banner up like where it belongs. Like I'm sticking it out. Grind with the boys, kind of thing. Like. It's definitely hard to you know find yourself in that role because they just want to take all the old and then just sprinkle in a few new guys and you know exactly. playing your role. It's it's hard to stick in anywhere in today's league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So this season, how do you guys think it's going so far? And uh, well, COVID pending, I guess. Uh, 
what are your guys' expectations for the rest of the year? You guys are 8 and 10 right now. Um, three game win streak to end off the first half this year. So, you guys were on a roll at the end, beating, wasn't it UMB last game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys were on a roll. Uh, so, what are the expectations for you guys, really? Uh, expectations for our group pretty well all year have just been like championship. Like, we. Everybody says that, but we, we really believe in our group and we really believe the people that we have can do that if we work if we work together. And we could a lot of times be our own destru- like destroyer a lot. But if we're not, we're a very, very well-rounded, strong, physical, heavy team that can just play at any night with any skill base. But we could also play like a playoff hockey. Like, like I said, we're a heavy team. And if we play any team in a series, I can guarantee you there's not one single team that wants to play in a three, two, even a one game series against us right now. Like we yeah. we just drag people down, we hit hard, we finish everything, we go to the net, we make life howl for everyone. Just we make it look good too. So yeah. you think some between the ears stuff or being a third period team, being that heavy team, what what's keeping you down? Uh I think it's a lot of our penalties. Like we we get in the box a lot. Like there's there could be we could argue that there could be some soft calls. We could also argue that we open our mouths way too much. It, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of just, we just got a self like self look, and we all know it. It's just hard sometimes because when you go from when you go to the OHL and you yeah. go to like those those camps, there's a lot a lot of leeway and a lot of like you would say more to refs. Yeah, they don't have jobs off to like they're kind of like they're refs, exactly. like the yeah. referees. They're not kind of like getting off work and then they're going to refs and then they're like, oh, I don't want to hear this. Like go, yeah. bad day, Canadian like, tired, he'll tee up. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Like you <laughs> can kind of go off and kind of thing, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, almost more encouraged too because like they they know what they're trying, what these guys in the OHL and what these guys are building like. They know what, what the environment is, and like here at school, like you get like little pushing matches, just automatic bing bing, double T, double tens, and you're like, well, that's just great. I'll see you next period, boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, is there any players that you guys find stand out this year for you guys, like helping you out, and and you guys and yourself as well? Like, um, I think right now it's like one of my good like good buddies that. I think it's come a long way from like even in Sudbury. He's in Sudbury. He came out like he was. He came in from Sarnia. We traded for him, and he started off with Dmitry Sarkolov, and he started hot, and was doing unreal. And then like he kind of slowed down a bit, and then he went to Erie, and then like I kind of, and then he came here, and he his whole thing was, and Forb used to say it last. If you like, he's like you would be the leading goal scorer like in the entire league from like Monday to Thursday. And he's like, but Fridays like, cause like you just couldn't hit the net, you couldn't find it, or like you just like. He was there. He could always fly. He could always do everything. He couldn't finish it. But like this year, he's just having the like, the year, I guess. Like, and who's this? Troy Okay. Yeah. He's got the most points. He's got like the most points on our team. Yeah. I think, right? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. He's uh definitely got. He's definitely got the skill. Like he's always like even in the O. Like you could always see. He's always just had that like skill, like that natural, like like that body language. Yeah. It's just like you can tell when someone's got it when you look at when you look at someone playing. You're like, wow, that guy's skilled. That guy's unbelievable. You watch him in practice, and you're like, this guy has a... For such a small guy, he has such a heavy bomb of a shot. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes he would get, he would get the opportunities, like, he gets them a lot. Or, like, he would get them in a game. And it just wouldn't go as he planned, or it would just... The puck would roll up. He would tow it. It would just be a flutter puck. And he would come back to the practice, and he'd be like, man, I didn't get it. Like, or he'd hit the post, like... 
it just would get. It would almost seem like the worst luck, like the worst luck ever. And you're just like, man, like I don't even understand. Like you're so good at do it. Like you do it so well in practice. Like you just get that worst bounces and stuff that in a game. That frustration could build too, and you know yeah. it feels like that monkey's on your back. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. and he's just like the nicest. Just guy. Yeah, he's just like the nicest guy. Like. He works for it. Like, he's had like a dog. He's had that whole like he like and he puts it on himself. Like he thinks he has a monkey on his back. Like our first year, he didn't score for the first while. And, like he had quite a few chances because like the way he plays, like he's great. Like it's like so the chance is gonna come. Yeah. And like he was and he he was like, dude, they don't understand what's going on. And like he sits there after every practice. Like and him and I started shooting, but like even all last year, like after practice for like 15, 20 minutes, he just be like. Work, like just ripping pucks every day and I was like holy shit I'm like there's no way this guy and it's like it's kind of sick to see cause like he's one of my friends like from back home we're all the way over here and like then I'm like okay he's like getting and like he's doing what he should be doing now that's nice mm-hmm. so for what's been the key for you guys this year? Uh, like us as individuals? yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of his confidence is like a lot of the confidence and like you hear a lot of things like uh, you gotta do like you don't want to play like a robot, is what I like to think about it. Is you want to stay technical, you want to stay disciplined, but you don't want to be a robot. You want to still have creativity. You want to still bring what you could bring to the game without just being like nothing happening when you go on the ice. I would rather someone go out there and cause something and do something, make a difference in the game in any way with, the bit just, of, with a bit of risk. Yeah, then someone go out there and just do nothing with the shift and just waste it. And that that's a lot of that's a lot of it is like confidence and the confidence to be able to do that. Because if you don't try and you don't do it, it's not gonna happen. Because you just yeah. won't do it. You won't try it. And you won't believe you can try. And then once you start doing it more and you start trying it more and you really believe in yourself, you're like, Wow, I can do this And like a lot like you hear all the time when you're growing up, like you do this stuff in practice to do it in the game. But like if you try these moves and you try these plays, you, you get good at what it is. Then you can do them in a game. You feel more comfortable. You have like almost with those guys in the NHL. Like almost seems like what they have those go-to plays, like those kind of things, because they do them so many repetitions. That they you get they comfortable just, with it. They just know every look. Like they just look at it like, oh, he, I like kick. He's gonna come try to stick tech me. It's going across. It's going to the back of the net. Like they just know what's gonna happen before it's gonna happen because they've done it so many times on so many people. Yeah. That they just have have an idea, and then they mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Without questioning themselves. So you'd say you know setting the tempo and repetition. What about you? What's your been your focus this year? Like I like pretty much just like confidence, like like in myself, like in just like in the whole wanting the puck kind of thing, like the whole like I I explained to my roommate like Kurt Henry kind of thing. Well, I think about it this way and they like, translate it like as like kind of like golf in a way of like feel kind of thing. Like it's nothing, yeah. to, not like you over exaggerate things because like it's never going to be the exact same. Like in like in the game, it'll be, like, a little bit different kind of thing. And, like, I tell Kurt, like, in NHL, like, and like, Shell 22, I'm like, dude, you can't do anything dirty if you don't try anything dirty. I'm like, you just don't, like, you can't, like, you're not going to score, like, a good goal like, or, like, a nice goal or, like, as many or get as many chances, like, really, if, like, you never really take the risk of, like, doing something at the blue line or, like, trying, like, trying something, like, if you dump it in every time, like if you dump it in nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, you're like you're forechecking, mm-hmm. yeah. and like you're not gonna do much with that. Like that's how they yeah. that's how they score. They're not dumping it. And like I know it's like kind of like not what like kids want. What like I'm sure kids' parents are like want their kids to do. Like oh my kid needs to dump the puck and play like, a real game. And like yeah, I know like it's like at this like 
when you get old enough, like there's a time that you just say like, like when you, you like you maturing, it comes with having the puck kind of thing and like just like relaxing. Mm-hmm. So you know you have comfort and you're tenacious to say the least. So you've just been focusing on being comfortably aggressive, right? Yes. yes. Good. Yes. Oh, Good. I did hear you saying you were liking your shot there before the break. Yeah, I was. I was feeling it. I was like, I was. I was going back to that year that. The second half, I ended up scoring like 15 goals, something like that, in uh, Sudbury. I scored two in the first half, 15 in the second. And I used to always say, I'm the best, I'm the best. Like, Just give me the puck, put the puck there. And I swear, I, was, I swear to God, it's in. Like, and there, was a point, there was a point in time like in practice, and I think in the end, like, I was going, I was doing pretty well like scoring-wise. Like, I was just starting to kind of like heat up a bit. And then practice, it, was, it seemed like I was just like, like, I could just like shoot every time and like score kind of thing. And I was like, this thing's a weapon. <laughs> like that old NBA gym. He's heating up. <laughs> are you, you feeling like that right now, or like before the break? I should say. Um, are you feeling like that? Yeah, before the break, I definitely was. Before the break, was not. Say. But uh, right now, I don't know, kind of thing. Because we just we just started skating today, but we don't play for a while, kind of, kind of right now. But it'll definitely come. I felt a lot better than I thought I was going to feel in this. To, to be honest, that's that's yeah. always positive. More practice can either help or hurt a team. You know it. So you, you get comfortable against yourselves, right? But, you know, what are you doing to maintain that sizzle you had before break? I'll really just... As a team. Yeah, I'll really just making sure that we keep everything in high intensity and have a purpose of why we're doing it. We're not, we're not doing it for... Well, if we don't have... So we don't have a use for it at this moment right now. But we're still playing for a championship. We exactly. still want a championship. But we're also building for next year. Like, letting every other yeah. team know, like, hey, like, we're here, like... We're, we're getting the national championship next year. We're here. Like, look at us. We're going to pound these guys. Like, we're, yeah. we're coming. So we're really trying to set like a statement for this year. And who knows? Maybe even two people. Like, we got we got the team to do it. Like, we're try, we're just trying to like shoot for them. And if we don't aim there, we're never going to get there. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where we have to be yeah. to have that mentality to be a champion. You have to think like a champion. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's just say you know season ends tomorrow. It's called off, you know, it's a big bummer, right? What's your biggest takeaway? What's your, you know, highlight of the season so far? Uh, highlight of the season probably would be, you know, I would definitely be beating UNB because my my first year we, we didn't beat them. I know uh, Troy and Owens and Doug's first year, like first year, they didn't beat them. So it was like, it was coming on, not counting, well, if we want to count last year, three years running where we didn't beat UNB. So it was like, mm-hmm. we knew there was a couple bodies and a, like a good group of guys that haven't beat this team before. And I think it was like literally only Phil and Tanner came mm-hmm. that uh, were the only guys that have ever beat them. And it just was like, uh, it almost makes your team like, who hasn't beat them be like, these guys, like they can be beaten. Like it's not, it's like, like we see, like our, even our first year guys, like they sit back down. Like instead of them wondering, like oh, like this UMB and everything like that. Like when I came in, like UMB and like our team was a guy. Like our team was a bit like like weaker, like like skill, like talent wise and everything. But we like UMB came in, like they were huge and like they were fast and they did like me like UMB kind of thing. Where like now like that. Like we're beating them. We're doing what, like what we're doing against them. Like, like what we've done. Like, like what we've done against them. Like against we've, them. we've played like our best games. Like we've gotten blown out by teams that have no business doing it. But like we lost an overtime shootout. Like one each and then beat them. So 
mm-hmm. we're doing something right against them, I guess. So it's like it's good to see kind of thing, and at the same time, it just makes it easier every time. Would you guys say uh, beforehand it was like a mental thing where you guys just uh, couldn't get past? They definitely like, most of the time. Yeah. They definitely had that effect on teams, like for sure. Like it was, they had that effect where it's like they're a hard team to beat, and not many teams beat them in a year, even in pat like for sure in past years. So it's like they come, they come in, or you go to their rink. Like you go to UMB, you're like, we gotta play. Like we can't take a night off. Like you're never gonna get an easy game. Like, you know, you know what you're in for, and sometimes you even know what you're in for, and you still get pounded. But it's just like mm. our mentality, like with these close games and how we played against them. It's like we, as a team, are like they're not that good of a team. Mm-hmm. We are just as good, if not better. Yeah, and. That's where we hold ourselves now. Like when we lost to them, I don't know if we lost in the shootout or overtime the first time. We all like we're like, yo, we should have won that game. Like they are not that good. Like we're the better team. And everybody in the room confidently said that. Like that, everybody sat there pissed, pissed. We was like, you're right. Like we just right, Andre. Yeah, yeah. In a situation like that, it's got to be nice to have you know folks like Tanner McCabe. I mean, I remember playing with the guy in the first three minutes of meeting him. He was just you know salt of the earth, you know, greatest guy ever, but you know, he can turn it on too and he can just flip into an absolute competitor. So him going through that whole drought has got to be, you know, a good presence in the locker room. Can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, him, uh, he's probably the best, the best defensive, like, if you ever get got in a corner with him and you have the puck, you're getting literally picked up. Like, he, you just can't, he just can't move. Like, he's so strong, like, naturally. So it's a long stick, like, Presence in the like a good presence in the D zone in the PK, like ha- knowing that you have a big body like that that's just willing to do anything for like like you said he's a salty earth kind of guy so you know he's willing to do anything for oh, you yeah. Oh, yeah. to win to you know if someone if someone hurts you on the ice or if someone is messing with you on the ice he'll be the first one to come over mm. and protect anyone. He's like PEI's Doug Glatt. Yeah, <laughs> literally, and it comes natural to him. Like it's not like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like he has to like work for it. Not like he has to do anything like that. It just shows up and like that's who he is. And like like the way he plays, kind of thing, describes him like, exactly as a person. Like he'll like when we play in Dalhousie and like this storm that just happened right now. Say we were coming off a road trip and like a storm was happening like, as we were leaving the rink. We'd unpack our gear at the room and he'd be like put on a snow pants and shit. We'd be like, what are you doing, man? And it's like three in the morning, like, go to bed. He'd be like, gotta go to work, boys. And he's going to work until noon <laughs> for his dad's company. And he'd be, and he'd be like snow, and he'd be like shoveling and snow, shoveling snow yeah. and like doing snow. Yeah. At like three in the morning with like with Earthform and it's crazy. He does it all year long. And he just never complains. I've yeah. ne- I don't think I've ever heard that guy complain about anything yeah. ever. That's got to be where that strength in the corners comes from. Like, oh, oh yeah. those salt bags are on. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, those hard concrete days. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, what a guy. Oh, I think we're gonna wrap it up here, and I, we appreciate you guys coming on the pod, and hope you guys had a good time talking about your past days and your current days now but we appreciate you guys coming on and yeah. hope you have a good rest of your season you know and yeah. uh, best of luck wish, wish you luck you, yeah. and hopefully covid screws off and everyone gets to play and yeah <laughs> and uh to our island fans there hashtag this at uh hashtag beat umb hey boys yes, <laughs> yeah sure for sure that's yeah. the goal for sure thank you fellas. Right. Thank, thank you, you. Yeah, thank you fellas.